Hey, Paul, we just finished the Power Up show, and as always, um, listener Brad commented on how awesome I was and how you weren't awesome, so... He was silent on the matter. What, your awesomeness? No. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we had another uh, packed show tonight. So we had, as always, we had uh, Gillian, our LinkedIn ninja, and uh, Gillian is just uh, entertaining going into uh, 10 top tips in in 10 days, and um, she had a great one on on LinkedIn today, uh, talking about one of her employees. Yeah. Herbert. Yeah, and then we had your mate, Matthew Horton. Horton said who on the phone? Yes, we had Matthew Horton from Found You, and this is a, um, a follow-up to the um, conversation we had with Sean Melbourne from Source Legal last week, talking about, uh, with Sean we talked about some of the uh, the issues of underpayment, following some high-profile stories in the um, uh, in the press, which, to be honest, high-profile or low-profile, they, they keep coming. I, I keep seeing on my LinkedIn feed regularly. And this is around um, using technology um, that isn't going to cost a, a small fortune. In fact, from what Matthew was saying today, it doesn't cost very much at all um, to actually actually keep uh, keep compliant and make sure that um uh you know people are um uh, are compliant um, with mm. the, with the various awards and and it's and it's complicated and um the time saving of it sounds fantastic so um i think and, that's saying well it's also your last uh, power up show because i think i fired you and um, yeah, i don't I think, have you back i think you fired me although i've got this feeling that basically although i won't be here next week i've got this feeling you might come back begging to me after that to uh, to join you in two weeks unlikely. time unlikely so next week we have a special sales edition of the show with David McCauley and we have a special guest on the show, um, the CEO and founder of Shine Drinks, Nootropic Drinks, and his story is just amazing and phenomenal. Um, don't want to give away too much, so other than that, it's off to the podcast. We are the Insight Intelligence Group, specialising in Australian corporate investigations and information risk management, workplace investigations, competitor analysis, social media intelligence, reputational risk management, internal or external investigations. Professional and proactive, Insight Intelligence Group works with you to ensure the success of the investigation. Australia-wide or global, facts, not opinion. 02882-9837. Insightintelligence.com.au Good afternoon and welcome to the Power Up show. You're with Mia and Paul, a croaky Mia, because I've been yelling at Paul all week, so this is the consequences to my croaky voice. Ah, good evening, Mia. Good evening, everybody. I'm as fit as a fiddle, so I'm going to enjoy tonight whilst uh, Mia's feeling a little bit uh, under the weather. And welcome to the show, everybody. Great to have you with us again, Seam. As always, you can send through text messages. Last week, we were inundated with text messages. The text line is 0480-028-100. But until then, Paul, what's on the show for today? Yeah, so on the show tonight, first of all, we'll be hearing, as always, from our uh, LinkedIn ninja, Gillian. And uh, Gillian, uh, basically, uh, I noticed this has been as she's always active on LinkedIn, isn't it? Or she wouldn't have her name, but uh, she might actually bring a little special guest tonight, one of her employees. So I know, we'll we should actually it. ask her for an interview with, is it Herbert? Herbert. Yes, yeah, we, right, we, yeah, we might get a special guest star, Herbert, on the yeah, line. Yeah, a bit of that coming up anyway. Um, and then uh, a second part, so last week we talked about um, some of that with uh, Sean Melbourne from Source League, and we talked about some of the challenges that has faced some businesses have got themselves in a bit of uh, trouble and some high private mm. ones of not paying their employees correctly as per awards. And um, well, one of the things when Sean finished last week, he talked about the fact that there are some technology solutions out there that can actually make it a lot easier for um, uh, for businesses as well. And on that note, um, we have got uh, somebody that's an expert in the area, uh, Matthew Horton from Found You, that will be joining us. Um, he is currently uh, very busy at the moment doing something, so he'll be joining us um, at some point, hopefully around about 6.30. We might be a bit flexible. We're nothing but flexible on Power Up, though, are we, Mia? 
I am nothing but flexible as a steel rod. I'm on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> and before the end of the show, we should be talking from uh, to Raj from the Bollywood Show. You're listening to a live ninety point five. This is the Power Up Show with Mir and Paul. And you're back with the Power Up Show on a live ninety point five. Um, and we have the gorgeous Gillian on the phone with us. How are you, Gillian? I am good. Always good. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Good evening, Gillian. Now, I was just wondering this evening, are you going to bring one of your, is one of your guest employees, your head of wellbeing, going to be on the show with us tonight? <laughs> um, I actually locked him out of the door. <laughs> <laughs> we better tell the story, Brian, really. really. Um, <laughs> well, it's a good thing we've got an HR person on that call because I don't think we're allowed to lock our employees outside like that. <laughs> 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 yes, but, that's why I said in case of sparks. <laughs> Gillian, when we left you last week, uh, we spoke a little bit about how do we understand if somebody is active on LinkedIn. And we yeah. spoke about going through that process. Yes. Okay. So um, there's sort of two ways to tackle it to see if somebody's actually active. So it depends on if you only have LinkedIn.com or the premium version um, or if you have Sales Navigator. So if you have the Sales Navigator platform, it's super, super easy because that's actually a click functionality in there. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you basically filter your connections by all your first connections in one, and then there's a box that you click on um, that says has posted in the last 30 days. And so you know you, you sort of maybe reduce it by a half or maybe more um, straight away to, to get the people that have been active in the last 30 days. That's interesting. That's, how, often that's are, really how often should people be active on LinkedIn to, to be viewed as really active people? Sorry. Well, look, if, if they've only come in in the last 30 days and liked a couple of posts and commented on a couple of things to do with strategic connections, that's still being active. I had, I had a woman that came through my 12-week program um, that was out in your area, actually. She was out in the Hills District. And she was so um, uncertain about posting and had this real perfectionism about her and getting it right that for the entire 12 weeks, no matter how much I encouraged her, she didn't actually do an original post. But she was very active with her network of liking and commenting um, and connecting with people and all that sort of thing only. And she actually was, you know, bringing in leads just doing that. Hmm. So, you know, that's still active even if you don't actually start typing a post or uploading a video at all. So the definition of active then in LinkedIn is just making sure that there's some kind of engagement yeah, it's, well, yeah, it's kind of the pure definition of active. Just something is better than nothing. <laughs> I, and I, I realised actually through that uh, that comment that actually I I passed the test. I would be active on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I do just about enough. You <laughs> do just about enough. The bare minimum. Mm, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Probably just <laughs> is that a bare minimum. Like HSC as well. Gillian, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we've got a question that's come through on the text line. Ooh. Oh. Mm, yeah, be prepared for this. It went, it went on fire last week, Julian. So you, you're pretty good to find this is going to be your life now for the next yes. few years. <laughs> oh, okay. The question is, what is 10 tips in 10 days? That's yeah, it. Yeah, okay. So there are um, sometimes there's trending um, campaigns that go around LinkedIn. And the 10 tips in 10 days was a campaign that was run last year. 
and there was four um, people in America, sorry, I think one of them's Canadian, um, that started this campaign together. They were people that, that came together on LinkedIn. They've got very big following between the four of them. And they said, you know, people should be getting out there and giving tips. And if we did it all, the, all together in the same month, then there'd be this, you know, 10 tips in 10 days hashtag trending all over LinkedIn. And there was a couple of hundred people that joined it last year. Um, I followed it. I was really busy at the time and just went, oh, I can't commit to doing 10 days in a row. There's no mm -hmm. way. Because it's very much the campaigns mostly run for video. And, um, yeah, so you just pick whatever topic you want to pick and give out 10 tips literally in 10 days of whatever your topic is. And do you need to run it? Because I know I've seen uh, I've seen this being communicated from you. Is this mm -hmm. something you need to run through at the same ten days as everybody else, or is it spread out in the month? Um, yeah, well, it's, it's supposed to be in ten days, so it's supposed to be ten days in a row. Um, I've interpreted that, that as weekdays. Um, so I started my one today because, as I said, I didn't join it last year. But when it came around again, I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to actually do something about this um, because there was some outcomes of people I know and a couple of clients I know that I recommended they do that. And they, um, you know, picked up a few podcast interviews and, you know, a, a um, article done on them in newspapers and stuff like that um, through that campaign. But it's sort of gathering the momentum um, and tapping into, you know, the global network that are actually taking part. And I think it's going to be much bigger this year because, as I said, there was a couple of hundred that did it last year. But I was following it but didn't participate. So there's probably quite a few that will participate this year and get on board. So there might be maybe a thousand people. So does doing. that mean I can start tomorrow? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Oh, and Mia's, Mia's on a planet. See, Mia might be losing her voice, but she's not losing her mind. I'm enjoying this. I, I'm, I'm going to take over in a minute because sooner or later I can I can see I can see Mia's voice is just going to go. <laughs> <laughs> so I I you know doing ten tips in a row just on LinkedIn um, could be a little boring. So I start no. the one today. We're talking about you know having a companion in your home office. Um, which my staff love as well, <laughs> and um, and then my last ten, my tenth tip will be another personal one as well. So I sort of mixed it up a little bit. Well, well, I'm no, going to think great. about it and start it tomorrow. And Max cool. from Kellyville Ridge, I hope that answered your question. T t ten tips in ten days. Cool, fantastic. Nope, that was the only one that came through. You today. can bet your boots okay. there'll be more next week, though, Gillian. <laughs> okay, cool. So let me just run um, very quickly through if you're on LinkedIn.com regarding um, finding if people are active. Yes. So uh, unfortunately, that's a manual process, and you need to go onto somebody's profile and look for the box that says articles and activity, and right under that will be a number, which is their follower number. And then you can see either their last four um, engagements that they've done around LinkedIn, or if they've ever written an article, that will be on the left, and there'll be the last three engagements that they've done on LinkedIn on the right. So that's the way to tell, and that is um, there for 90 days at a time. So if that box isn't there at all, who's the profile that you're looking at has not been doing anything on LinkedIn that is visible for 90 days. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, that's interesting. 
So they may have been messaging people, they may have been connecting, they may have been, you know, using the voicemail system and um, even video within messaging and all that sort of stuff. But if they haven't engaged with anybody publicly or posted, there's no data in there and that section disappears. Did you say, I have a naughty little boy in the corner yet. Yes, I've just put his hand, hand up. It's my way of interrupting me. So did you, did you say a voicemail system within LinkedIn? Sorry? Did you just say there was a voicemail system within LinkedIn, Julian? I did. Uh-huh. Would you well, like I think to cover let's, that next week? Yes, yeah. let's cover that next week. Because <laughs> that was even a new one to uh, Tamir as well. I well, I thought it was much better if I say it, because it's much better if I appear ignorant on LinkedIn than, uh, than <laughs> Mia, just in case actually it's saying you've actually taught Mia and she didn't actually listen. <laughs> Okay. I'd put good money on that. that Julian, (laughs) thanks so much. Um, You're welcome. And we will be in touch next week. And until then. Fantastic. Thank you. It's always great to talk to you. Um, You're listening to the Power Up Show with Mia and Paul on a live 90.5. We're back with the Power Up Show with Mia and Paul. It is currently 6.35 on the 5th of September, this beautiful spring day. And as always, the text number zero four eight zero zero two eight one hundred. And we have Matthew Horton on the phone call today. And before I bring Matthew to the call, Paul, it's actually you've organised for him to come in as a second part to the series last week, where we had what could only be called an SMS text line mm. going absolutely crazy mm. from employee employers who had made a few tiny little mistakes in payroll whether it was intentional or not i got the impression that it was more of a mistake yeah that's right i think it was all unintentional but it was a few uh, oops moments that, that came through so uh, so sean melbourne was with us last week from source legal and he led us into a direction to say that this shouldn't be happening there are mm. payroll solutions out there that's correct that that's should correct. mitigate the risk and with that let's say hello to matthew yeah our expert good evening matthew how are you thank you for joining us i know it's you've had a you've got a tight schedule at the moment so i really appreciate you making the time to uh, speak to thank, us this evening thank you paul and me lovely to speak to you too thanks for having me on the show you're very very welcome welcome indeed so um so i guess probably uh you know probably the first thing i say from your experience matthew i guess uh, most employers we we always assume they're trying to do the the right sort of thing aren't they and uh and i think the thing is at the end of the day it's making sure i guess they've got uh, they've got a sort of things in systems in place to help them do that so um maybe you can talk a little bit about uh, your, your experience there yes i think so paul i mean obviously we would like to think that most employers are doing the right thing. I'm sure there's exceptions to the rules and we can always read about them uh, in, in any national <laughs> On the front newspaper. page. Yeah. Mm. But really, I think, Mayor, you hit the nail on the head then. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to listen to, to Sean last week, but uh, intentional versus unintentional. Yep. So very easy to make unintentional errors in mm. the Australian IR uh, law environment. Mm. Um, our team found you has probably looked at 10 to 15 English-speaking countries and their labour laws, etc. And I can tell you that without a shadow of a doubt, Australia has the most complicated system. Um, I'm a bit flabbergasted that you said that. Is this because we're just trying to regulate so many things within the country? I suppose it's not really a question for you. but <laughs> um, And I was about to say that, Mia, mm. in, my, in response. That, that, that's not a question for me to answer. The bottom line is it is what it is. Yeah, you know, right. there, there are things like leave loading that if you actually want to drill down into the history of that, it, it, that goes all the way back to a very strong union that was looking after the shearers when they came in from the farms. Um, oh, they're wow. complicated things. Yep. Um, overtime's complicated things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we, we're forever and always respectful that the law is the law. The question is, how do you comply with the law? Absolutely and right. How do you make sure that you're not, whether intentionally um, or otherwise, 
breaching that law. So just, to, I think one of the things I think, um, just to give you a bit of a, uh, I guess I just a little briefing, what Sean talked about last week is um, for, you know, maybe employers have got one or two people, there's some online tools that are available on Fair Work, but I, I guess the thing is, Matthew, obviously there's a time when it becomes more complicated in terms of, uh, you know, the more employees that um, that a business, uh, the employees, the harder it is to, to keep up to make sure people are, um, are being paid correctly. And I guess it's where technology can come in, isn't it, to try and uh, help soothe some of that pain. Yeah, I think that once people go onto awards or they're on EBAs and you're talking about casual employees or shift workers, you're talking about shifts that might cost midnight, hmm. you could be talking about a whole bunch of allowances that have to be paid under the award. Uh, you're starting to put together quite a complicated set of facts that someone has to put their hmm. put their head through. Hmm. And, hmm. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I can't do it. <laughs> why we, we built a bunch of algorithms that do it for you um, because... I'm flabbergasted that anyone can really do it. Yeah. We haven't even mentioned uh, working visa hours, for example, as well. Yes, Paul. indeed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah no, that's another level of uh, level of complication altogether, doesn't it? Really, when you've got things like that involved as well. Um, but uh, you're absolutely right. It's uh, it's an it's an absolute uh, it's an absolute minefield, and uh, you know I think it's um, you know it's always uh, it's always good to see that there are people out there trying to you know help uh, help simplify it by uh, using uh, using effective technology and I guess programming things that can keep yeah. uh, people compliant. I think you're right, Paul. I mean, if you and I saw a minefield in front of us, we'd probably walk around it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is a minefield that employers have to traverse. Yeah, um, and what we need to do is give them some uh, mind detectors to continue your, your analogy mm. and, and, and help them help them sort of get through it. Um, Matthew, before that, we've actually got a, a text that's come through um, from Mick, and he said, your guest is talking about a much more complicated payroll issue. Should I be worried that I could be making a mistake with my staff? Oh, look, I, to, to be honest, um, Mick, don't be worried. I'm sure you're doing the right thing. Look at as as. Paul said before, the, the first place to go to would be to look at Fair Work Australia and see what you're doing, to see if that's correct. And there's plenty of other places, including industry groups, you can go to for advice. Um, and, yeah, there is, a, there is a sense of being worried. But, you know, my, my view of this thing is people will make mistakes. People should be forgiven for mistakes that are not intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. On the other side of the ledger, Mia, do something systemically, um, do something intentionally, take millions of dollars from some of the most vulnerable people in Australia and you won't hear me speaking so sympathetically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and there, of course, there's been some high-profile cases and uh, and even sometimes, you know, there was... Uh, Sharing a story I read uh, this week earlier on with with Matthew as well, or in the week as well, even even some cases that come up where the, the numbers involve, um, you know, isn't there isn't any household names, but the numbers involved are quite small. But as one of the things that Sean was talking about last week as well was the the reputational damage from doing mm. the wrong thing yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, that's a big issue. And unfortunately, I mean, in this day and age of social media and the, you know how 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 easily news spreads, um, unfortunately that becomes quickly, a yeah. Uh, yeah, that's just that's something that goes with it, and it may well be. To, to to your listener, to, to your listener Mick, that may well be inadvertent, mm. and that's just so disappointing that, that that's what you have to traverse. But I wouldn't be worried, Mick. That's the answer. Uh, we have another text coming from I think arguably my favourite listener today. That's Brad. Brad, I think you're awesome too. He says. What an awesome show, Mia and Paul. You rock as always, but Mia absolutely more. Uh, and then he Did goes. You bribe <laughs> Brad, you're awesome. About me, Mia? Uh, <laughs> he's got a question for you, yep. and he said, "Can you ask Matthew? With all this complication, is technology 
available to help him and will it cost him a fortune to avoid penalties and fines? No, it won't cost you a fortune to avoid penalties and fines. I mean, if you took a, if you took a platform like our platform um, on board, it should just be a user fee and it's just, you know, $2, $3 per employee per week. It's sort of what... Um, what do you want to pay to have that assurance? Mm. Yeah. Well, I think um, let, let's go to a break quickly. Mm. And when we come back from the break, why don't we just talk about what kind of platforms are out there and how that does help the employee and from what, well, from the, yeah, the employer and from, <clears throat> excuse me, what I can understand, it seems to be quite a minimal cost involved to avoid, you know, like Mick was saying, geez, I, you know, I don't even know if I'm doing it right. Listen to a live 90.5. This is the Power Up Show with Mia and Paul. It's uh, 6.47 and our guest Matthew Horton is still on the phone with us. And Matthew, uh, I think Mia's got another question that's come through uh, on the text line as well. Um, no, not yet, but I did have a question for okay. you. And that was just to talk, Matthew, a little bit about the platforms that are available out there um, that would take some of Mick's stress and pressure away from him. Yeah, sure, man. I mean, really, we're talking about platforms that actually help you with recruitment. They classify the employees the correct way. Platforms that help you with time capture, making sure that you actually have people working the right spread of hours under an award or the right number of hours that they, they need to work, knowing when you're triggering overtime. Uh, these platforms are readily available. There's a whole bunch, not just mine. And, you know, we, we're all here. We're all friends. We're all trying to solve for a problem. I think the most important thing, though, is... You need a platform that does those two things I just mentioned and payroll. You yep. need an end-to-end -end platform. That's the solution. Once you have one system talking to another system, you do get the opportunity for people either, as we said before, to make errors mistakenly or to intentionally go in and change things. Um, for mine, it's actually about having an auditable end-to-end -end platform that's actually able to ensure that when you press that button and raise your ABA file and send it off to the bank and the payslips go out, um, you're very relaxed that everything's been done compliantly. One of the biggest questions we had last week was something I touched on earlier, and that was whether you knew it or not. A number of people, in fact, overwhelmingly with the text that we got uh, on the show last week was, oops, I forgot, 1st of July. Uh, yeah. And it sounds like a whole lot of people didn't put through award increases. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and that's a difficult thing to do. What I should say when I'm talking about is that these platforms are available for small employees now. The advent of what we call software as a service, mm. the advent of having things in the cloud, means it's no, it's, it no longer is it just the sort of the ballywick of the SAPs, NetSuites and, and, and large systems. You can actually get systems very cheaply, very, very, very practically that work for you. And they're actually designed for you. You don't need to have 15 accountants from Deloitte to come and explain it to you. It's very easy to use. And... Um, the question, Mia, that you asked, I've actually now forgotten because I've been rabbiting on so much. <laughs> it was just with regards to, I suppose, the question in, in a long-winded way was, is the system smart enough, I suppose, I don't know what the right statement is, yep. to remind me to put through the oh. industry award increase? No, um, the system, we do have artificial intelligence in our system, but it does need a human to intervene in that, but... It found you, we do that intervention. So we'll actually put in any award changes. They don't always only happen on the 1st of July, Mayor. It's the ones that happen uh, at other times during the year mm. that tend to capture, tend to catch people. That's a good point. So we'll put them through. We watch that. Um, and then, you, you know, 
if you want to be doubly sure and you want to get legal sign off, you, you you phone up a chap like Sean you had on last week. Yep. And and he's able to check through that or HR advisors or whatever the like might be. So Mia, no, what you should be doing. Yes, the system can remind you, but you should be looking for a system that just does it for you. Yeah, that's right. And that would include things like um, uh, for, for younger people, even just uh, you know when there are, there are birthdays as well for, for some awards that trigger very much by age, aren't they? Yeah, obviously in the apprentice world and in, a lot of, and in some other awards, what you have is you have anniversaries, whether they are a birthday or a year of service, yeah. and, and they'll move you up a particular classification or an upper pay grade. That's, that's, that's a good point, Paul, but that's a spot where a lot of mistakes are made because you yes, can't keep indeed. on top of it. That's Matthew, right, I've got some questions coming through on the text line on zero four eight zero zero two eight one hundred. Could we go through them real quickly? Um, absolutely. I am currently working with MYOB. Can your system integrate into my accounting system? Absolutely. We do a line-by-line geo code integration. You don't need to worry about my payroll, though, because I do that for you. Okay? But what we do is our, our team sit down and actually integrate fully with MyOB. So you tell us where you want the various... Uh, employee cost numbers to go and we'll put that through um, at seamlessly. Richard said you mentioned that there are a number of platforms out there. What should I be looking for before choosing a final platform? I think in this day and age of what we call SaaS, as I said before, software as a service, just be careful that you're not paying for something that you're not going to get. I mean, and I, I was I was at a meeting just, just before with a, with a customer and, you know, we often say no to customers because they're asking for things we don't have. Just be careful that what you're actually looking at is actually what you what what you what you want and what you need in your business. Um, you know there are solutions out there, say like MyOb or say like Zero, that work perfectly well for, for small workplaces. If mm-hmm. all you want to do is payroll, um, but just make sure you get the demonstration of the platform. You have the ability to actually make it somewhat bespoke for your business, um, because that's what the SaaS world's about. Mm-hmm. Um, Luda, a long-time listener of ours, so you say it's not very expensive, and as always, Luda, what's the catch, she asks us. Oh, they're all... <laughs> uh, no catch, Luda. <laughs> awesome. I had a great response to that in a like, context this week, and I can't remember what it was now. I've got to think about what it was now, but yeah, what's the catch? And <laughs> the, the last question I have is from Paul, not you, Paul. Not I wish you were doing oh. something behind oh, the scenes I don't know about. Either, yeah. um, <laughs> all of sounds good, but I have timesheet issues with my staff that takes up a lot of time reconciling. Would a platform like this save me that time? 100%. Our platform's all about time and attendance. You know, some people actually say that we've actually removed payroll from our platform because it's all about the time capture. And as I said before, going off into all the maths and the algorithms after that, we have got apps on the App Store and on Google Play that you can buy that actually can clock people in and clock them out. We can geolocate them to particular uh, places at the end of the shifts you get a really easy report or on your own app on your phone comes through the timesheets you have to have to approve we encourage our customers to approve them every day because um I, I don't have a very good memory i know paul cripps doesn't have a very good memory that, that's I, just I, his I age catching up on him that's right i don't know what time i finished work yesterday <laughs> you guys are keeping me up way too late <laughs> yeah but but paul's buying you a beer so you're good to go uh listen the last question matthew before you get back to that beer that beer that paul so kindly promised to buy you <laughs> <laughs> and this is a question from my side of things, uh, is in terms of implementing a payroll system, whether it's yours or somebody's else, somebody else's, what kind of time do people find that they start saving yeah. in terms of what was happening before they put a payroll system in place? Yeah, sure. Now, Mia, just, just one little correction there. We're actually like a HR, IS and payroll system. 
which actually makes it work. So it's not just a payroll system. Look, I really think if you have a platform like that that's seamless and, and has time and attendance, and I looked at this number literally today because the customer asked me to send it, send it through, we've got case studies that basically show it coming through at saving an average of about 70% of the time you normally 70%. would put into doing that. 70% of your yeah. time that you would put into that. Um, and that's when I roll forward time capture into that as well. So pure payroll, it's almost up to 90%. It's literally, as Paul's seen it operating, it's yep. press three buttons and payroll's done. Yep. It's Good quick and it's efficient. And, and you'll be, well, not you, but Paul will be pleased to know that you're probably the first person who's left me speeches in a long time because I used to do payroll in a previous life. And I didn't know I recall, yeah, I did. But yeah. I recall Thursday. Really you, is it, Mia? No, no. every Thursday <laughs> fortnight, it was basically my day was written off because it was always just. I pity what a I pity what I pity your husband that night after and doing think, that all day. Not me. Mia, your, your point is very well made, and it's actually about the value proposition because yeah. none of your listeners actually signed up to work at a payroll company. Correct. They're not. Right. They're not in. Oh their Lord, I didn't sign up to work at a payroll company. No. Believe <laughs> me when I tell you that. They're not, they're not in their businesses they're in today because they wanted to do payroll. They wanted to engage in the activities that they're actually performing in their business. Let's capture some time back and actually go and talk to some more customers, improve our product, improve our service offering, and not waste that six hours, eight hours four hours, even if it's two hours, doing payroll. And importantly, and for sort of, you know, being a little less business orientated, I bet you 50% of your listeners actually do payroll at home at night mm. during family time. Mm. I wouldn't take that bet because I'd be losing the farm pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's actually give that time back to the kids yeah. or the parents or the relatives or your health and fitness. Absolutely. Matthew, thank you so much. Um, I see there's still questions coming through on the text line, but we're going to leave it there. Yeah, out of time. <laughs> Please stop sending them through because, once again, I'm not the expert on this. Yes. Matthew, thank you so much. Go and have your beer. Have, yeah, go get your beer. And please, when you see Paul again, get him to buy you a beer on me. I, I, cert- will. I, I certainly <laughs> will do, Matthew. Thank you very much for your time, guys. Thanks for listening. And, thank you very much, uh, Matthew. So any of your listeners can reach out any time they want directly because they can find me. Great. Okay. Thanks Fantastic. so much. Thank Appreciate you. it, Matthew. Bye thank now. you very much, Matthew. And, uh, well, that's us for the show. It and is Raj is yes. here breathing over our shoulders. Raj is um, ready to go. And we don't have time to say... Well, hello, quickly, let's turn on his yeah, microphone. Yeah, I was say, good evening, Raj, how are you? Good evening, everyone. Very good, very good. Beautiful. We don't have a lot of time because we need to hand over to you. Yeah. Um, and once again, my mother's going to be on the horn going, you missed Raj again. Yeah. And then I'm going to have to explain that, you I'm, know, I'm a terrible person. But everything will be better next week because I'm not here next week. So, yes, um, oh, and FYI, I fired Paul, so he's not back here next week. So no. we're good to go. Life is going to get better is, from here. Is it uh, life imprisonment or what? Live in exile. He's he's got 10 days behind bars. We're not supposed to say that. Now you've let it out of the bag. (laughs) All right, well, that's the Power Up show uh, for the day. And, Paul, you're not with us next week, but we'll have a special sales edition with David McCauley. That's right. You may remember him from a previous show. And we actually have a very special guest on the show um, next week with David. That's the CEO and founder of the nootropic drink Shine, which is taking the world let alone the Australian market by storm. And he has kindly said that he would be on the call as our guest speaker for the day. So with that, we are saying goodbye. You have an awesome week and we'll speak to you next week.